Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone, or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I am your host, Manny G, and join me tonight is the one and only TX Andy Man. Well, howdy. Well, howdy. Hey. I I figure I should throw stuff like that in there since I do go by TX Andy Man. That's right. Yes. Keep so, Andy, what does TX? Uh, what does that stand for exactly? Oh, it's it's is it for transaction the... like a micro transaction? <laughs> taxes. Actually. Oh, it's taxes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Favorite undercover subject, agent taxes. of the IRS. That's that's what I do. No, yes. uh, no, it's Texas, bro. Texas. That's right. Yep. Well, golly, my wife's from Texas. Really? Yeah, I think she grew up in like McKinney, mm. which yeah. is well, by Dallas, I think. Texas I don't is, know. is the size of like seven states, so it's huge. Well, I grew up in Mexico, aka Southern California. Yes. No, so. Northern Mexico, yes. Yeah. I'm, Northern Mexico. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> awesome dude. Yes, sir. Well, Andy, how has your week in gaming been? Uneventful, really. Um, mostly Switch. Dude, Diablo on Switch. Did I tell you about that? You told me you did not get it. Well, things changed. Did Manny. something happen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was things a change. change. What happened? Life. Well, I bit the, I bit it. I, I, uh, hook, line, and sicker, Manny. I fell for it. Oh my so, goodness. Uh, so I jumped, jumped in. I got it. And, yeah. uh, and I have been chipping away with the trusty old demon hunter. Feels just as good as I remember. And I really must say, man. That game runs incredibly well on the Switch, dude. It's the wow. perfect platform. That's the good only to issue hear. I'm ha- oh, the only issue I'm having is like my eyes are just uh, they're getting <laughs> they're crushed, man. Not made for that little screen oh, no, anymore. No, no, man, no, man. My eyes are watering. I need I need to wear my readers to play that game on the Switch. It's such a small screen, but um... <laughs> well, hey, this uh, this didn't make it into our news section, but apparently mm. there's a, a rumor. That may be somewhat reliable that uh, the Nintendo Switch is creating a new version, but they're going the opposite way that I wanted them to go. It is supposed mm. to be a smaller screen, less powerful machine to be more affordable. Oh, no. No, no man. thanks. You got to go. You got to go big <laughs> with that one, bro. Well, they missed, their, uh, they missed their go sales big. projection by like 3 million units. Oh, wow. So they're like, huh, how do we, uh, how do we make that up? Well, let's make it a lot cheaper. That's a huge gap too, man. Three million is not a small number. Yeah, they wanted uh, to hit twenty, and they hit. Uh, they only hit seventeen million, which is oh. amazing, right? But still, <laughs> right? yeah, not not in this world where, um, nope. yeah, where where people want all the money. Yeah, and they're putting out great great ports, man. The Diablo is one I saw that I thought I saw. Uh, Archimedes just put like Darksiders is coming too, man. They they yeah. got Warframe on there, and they all run incredibly well, man. It's very impressive what they're doing with it's such a small little machine, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was really hoping for a pro version, 
mm-hmm. man, the, you know, maybe a little bigger screen, maybe an edge to edge display. And you know what, dude? Yeah. I figure like that sounds like if they went that route, yeah, they might cover that three million unit gap. You know, maybe not as many units sold, but a bigger price point. Yeah, a bigger make price up the point. Difference a little bit. Make yeah. it a little stronger. There you go. A little more powerful. Come on, Nintendo. Don't- do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Switch, right? We're not. <laughs> oh, All right. All right. Let's bro. jump into the news, Andy. Are you ready to start this yes. show? Let's do All right, it. man. Let's do it. The first story is about Xbox. Over 500 games are backwards compatible on the Xbox One. That is a lot of games. That is a lot. That is great. Uh, Kotaku brings us this pretty cool story, Andy. You want to tell us about this? From Kotaku, Reset Era user Mauro NL spent some time putting together a comprehensive list of stats and data about the Xbox One backwards compatibility program. Using Wikipedia, Xbox.com, and other tools, this user figured out how many games are backwards compatible on Xbox One. The current number of games that are now backwards compatible sits at 538 titles. The Xbox 360 has had over 2,000 games released for the platform as of January 2018. This means that roughly 25% of the entire Xbox 360, 360 library is now playable on Xbox One. Of these 538 backwards compatible titles, over half of them are Xbox Live arcade games. Mauro NL also calculated that 37% of the entire Xbox Live arcade library is now backwards compatible. That's crazy, dude. That's really good. What what was his name? I read his name as Mario, but that's not right. No, it's Mauro. (laughs) M-A-U-R-O-N-L. Yes. Well, when I read it as Mario, I wasn't actually pronouncing the letters that I was looking at. (laughs) Maybe it's like moron. That's always a problem. (laughs) Moron L. I don't know. It's hard. That's a lot of games. That is really cool, man. Yeah, man. that's, That's awesome, dude. There are some like, there's some great games on the 360 dude man i what i would do to get uh reach back is is reach one of the uh it's the packaged one that they released for xbox yeah yeah i i don't i don't recall actually oh dude reach i think is like my if i had to pick one xbox 360 game that was my favorite i think that would be it reach that and then the gears titles obviously Mm -hmm. halo reach yeah I never, I never played Halo Reach. I played Halo 1, 2, and 3, and then I stopped like uh, halfway through Halo 3 before they added more. uh, Because you know how when a game starts, they have like a thousand gamer points you can earn? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I earned all those, and then they added more, and then I stopped playing, and then I (laughs) never went back. If Well, I mean, at this point, you know, we've got kids and a whole life, and it's hard to get back to those old games, but... If you ever found yourself looking for a game to play, man, three, uh, Halo Reach is one of my absolute favorites. And for that is universe, it? yeah, man. Yeah, oh yeah, it's great. But uh, but man, that's that's impressive, dude. All mm-hmm. those games. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, Andy, how uh, the question is, how important is this to to Xbox fans? The back compat list. Do you think it's super important? Do you think a lot of customers really put a, a lot of value on Xbox because of that? Man, it's hard to say, right? I think everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if it's 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 low hanging fruit, right? I mean Yeah, yeah, just if, stick a team on it. Yeah. Get it and done. Right. And it's available and it's just one more thing that you can say, Hey, look, we've got 
you know, for the for the most probably, my guess would be that all of your favorite games from the 360 are available on on uh, Xbox One, which is yes. not something that PlayStation can say, right? Yeah, it's it's more of an added value, I think. You know, mm-hmm. those those games are always available there, especially with all the arcade titles. Those are just fun, kind of timeless titles to mm-hmm. you know anybody could kind of jump in and just you know mess around with some of those. So yeah, oh yeah, and there's some great ones on there too on the. Arcade, I'm pretty sure Braid was 360. It might be Xbox One, but I can't recall. I'm going to assume that Microsoft has been having a lot of success with their backwards compatibility program uh, because they continue to add to it. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a priority for the next Xbox coming out as well. I think it's just going to be something that that is going to just continue forward because, you know, you have all these titles you don't want them to die out. You want your customers right. to have access to that library, you know, and it's, you just want it to keep getting bigger and bigger. When you go to a new system, right. you don't want your library to shrink. Right. And that's, you know, that this gives us confidence in that, right. Moving forward, you bring up a very good point the, that the titles that we're currently enjoying on this generation, hopefully their commitment to that will continue and we'll have yeah. those for the next uh, console generation. Yeah, we know we, you know, you kind of mentioned Sony. They they have not made backwards compatibility a priority. You know, it hasn't mm-hmm. hurt them sales-wise, obviously. You know, kind of like what we said, it's kind of an added value type thing. Right. And was it the PS uh was it the PS2 that had or what maybe the PS3 that had this weird architecture that made it difficult to develop for and made backwards compatibility a really mm-hmm. big challenge for them, but back in October 2018, Sony filed a patent entitled Remastering by Emulation, which heavily implies that the PlayStation 5 will have an emulator for old PlayStation titles. Hmm. So the technology will would allow for older titles to be upscaled to better suit new displays. They've created some kind of technology, some kind of system that allows um, just all those old titles to be kind of brought up to a modern system in a probably in a more systematic way so they can mm-hmm. do something similar to what Xbox is doing. I think that's good for Sony customers because they see the value that Xbox is giving their customers through their backwards compatibility list. So PlayStation, I think in the future for the PlayStation five is going to look to match that. Well, we'll see, man. We'll see what that technology looks like and we'll see how good of a job it does bringing those older titles forward. Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty cool seeing all these little uh, these little things here in the background that are going to be part of the next generation. You know, it gives us like a sneak peek into to what's going to be happening. Yeah, for sure, man. Next story, Microsoft affirms their commitment to gaming, teasing an xCloud public trial during its latest earnings call. I look forward to learning about all these different earnings call, whether it's Activision or EA. And in this cost, mm-hmm. uh, in this case, it's it's Microsoft, and they had some pretty interesting stuff to tell us. From WindowsCentral.com, we've had a little discussion of how to pronounce this name uh, off the air, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Sasha. Not spelled Sasha, but Sasha Nadella is. Quoted as saying, we continue to pursue our expansive opportunity to transform how games are distributed, played, and viewed. Our investments in content, community, and cloud services across every endpoint drove both record user engagement and record average revenue per user and contributed to our largest gaming revenue quarter ever, driven by software and services. 
We acquired two new studios this quarter, bringing the total to 13 and more than doubling our first party content capacity in the past six months. Xbox Game Pass subscribers and Mixer engagement also hit new all-time highs. And Minecraft, which continues to be one of the most popular and durable gaming franchises in the industry, delivered record revenue as we expanded into new platforms, geographies, and segments like education. PlayFab surpassed 1 billion player accounts this quarter, and xCloud will be in public trials later this year. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> As we make progress on our ambition to build a world-class gaming platform spanning mobile, PC, and console. That is exciting news, my friend. That is cool. I like all the momentum that Xbox has and the yeah. fact that Microsoft is such such a successful company. One of the most profitable companies in the world, for sure. And to see how they are supporting their gaming, um, their whole gaming division or portion or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh yeah, man, definitely, dude. And the fact that they're uh, they're talking about a public trial for this XCloud service, man. It's uh, if nothing else, to see what it's what the you know what it looks like, how it feels, exactly. how it runs, all that stuff. Man. Yeah, that's that's really exciting. So just kind of with this with this quote here that you read, Andy, I, I see mm-hmm. Xbox. The business of Xbox has these three primary pillars that he's Sasha Nadella is kind of uh, emphasizing. Uh, one is distribution, number two, platform, and number three is streaming. So let's kind of talk about these and break these down a little bit. So All first, right. distribution. So I personally think that Microsoft is going to be moving to increase their PC sales to be in the same conversation as Steam and now uh, as Epic Game Store. Mm-hmm. Because right now, I mean, Microsoft, you can go to like the the little app store on your PC that's kind of the Microsoft store is kind of built in and it has like the whole Xbox stuff built in there too as mm-hmm. well, but they don't do the things that like steam does. And I think that a part of their, a part of their strategy here is, is to help with that digital distribution and to get uh, more sales through that particular store. So I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft starts to make some big moves in the space, just like a, Epic Games is doing right now. I think Epic Games has really emboldened a lot of these other corporations to look at what they're doing and to say, hey, I can step into this space as well and I can make some waves too, especially with a company like Microsoft who actually mm-hmm. has the, the resources to do it. Right, right. Like currently they have, you know, it seems like they, they are, they're not shy about, not packaging, but I mean, they have their whole play anywhere deal, yes. right? Isn't it where- yeah. Like you buy a game on Xbox, you can play it on your PC. Yeah. Not yeah. necessarily, I don't know how that works if there's cross save or whatever, but I mean, it's one game for two platforms, right? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, like Sea of Thieves, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have it on one, you have it on all. So that's, yeah. it's it's very impressive, right? Right. It yeah. also has so, cross play. So they've, they've kind of built that in there. Right. And that was the other thing I was going to mention is, you know, I know that they have cross play and at least they're committing to that playstation doesn't seem to want to play nice but still if if pc which you know microsoft is known for and Mm -hmm. and you know also the xbox you know they have that's a huge slice of the market right there man and if they can get those people together man and they're developing games for both of those platforms and they don't have to deal with you know steam and epic and all that stuff i mean that's that's just good news for them i think you know absolutely 
And it's uh, the, the corporate vice president of Xbox, Mike Ybarra. He said on Twitter the other day, exclusive store stuff on PC for third-party games is weird to me. So I thought <laughs> that was kind of funny because it, it kind of uh, yeah. sheds a little light onto what he thinks. And we'll talk a little bit about Epic Game Store in a minute. But I think Microsoft is going to try a, a different strategy than what Epic is doing as far as having exclusive third-party titles on their platform. I really am looking forward to seeing what Microsoft is going to offer in this particular space as far as distribution goes. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. it's actually exciting. And all of this competition is just nothing but good news, I'd say. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Even the whole, when, well, you know, we're going to get into it a little bit. And, you know, I was having a conversation with one of our Discord members. You know, we were kind of going back and forth. We were having a different discussion, right? But, uh, but I was just mentioning how even with everything that's happening between Epic and uh, Steam, yeah, it's still good to spark that competition, right? That yes, the fact that Steam is revisiting their the offer that they have out there and how much of the pie they're taking. I mean, that's that's great for the developers. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I would I would say that it's good for us because it hopefully gives us it hopefully means better content for us, the consumer, right? So yes, and also. Uh, a better platform for distribution for all of these different developers. They're trying to get their yeah. games out there and, uh, you know, they're trying to, to put money on the table. And the more money that the developers make, the less they have to feel like they have to shove in these microtransactions that kind of ruined games for us, you know, but hitch their wagon to, Oh, I don't know. Activision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the second pillar here, I think, is it, like what he mentioned was a platform. Mm-hmm. So the next Xbox is is looking to come out in 2020, most likely. Some people think it's going to be out 2019, the end of the year. But you know, we'll see. You know, most people think we're going to hear about it during E3 this year. But if it's not coming out till 2020, it might. Be, it, we might not hear that much. Mm-hmm. But with 13 studios, we're going to definitely hear about some new games, I believe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. That's crazy. I, when I read that, I was like, wow, 13. They're up to 13. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the new, the next generation of consoles, they're going to be extremely powerful machines. They're going to mm-hmm. be capable of doing so much more than what we're used to as console gamers. And by the time they actually come out... They're going to be, you know, super powerful and they're going to rival a lot of gaming PCs for sure. I mean, like the Xbox One X right now and the PlayStation 4 Pro to some extent can currently rival some average gaming PCs and do a pretty good job with with pushing pixels at decent frame rates. But I think Mm -hmm. that we're going to see kind of a a, a leap forward with this next generation of console. And um, I'm excited about it because I'm. You know, I'm I'm kind of a a pixel snob. Sometimes. Oh yeah, you are, big time. Yeah, don't and you rub it, it on our me. faces all the time. <laughs> hey, where are you guys? I'm already here. I'm loaded into the game, <laughs> waiting on you. <laughs> but you know, a large part of pushing new consoles, like we just mentioned, is is uh, first party games, mm-hmm. and and 13 studios all working hard to bring exclusive titles. Man, I, I think that this next generation is going to be like nothing we've seen out of Microsoft before. It's going to yeah. be fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. It's exciting. The The next, I'd say the next, we'll give it, what, five years, maybe? It's gonna five be years, maybe. Stuff. Man, maybe even less than that. Maybe the you next so? two, two to three years. 
you know, because when Microsoft started snatching up a lot of these, these companies, they no doubt had already been working on different projects and I'm sure they had been in talks for a really long time. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if we start seeing these things trickle Mm -hmm. out a lot sooner. And I'm very, very excited and optimistic for E3 this year because Microsoft has said time and time again, they're going to come, they're going to show up big at this E3. So I think it's going to be amazing. Oh yeah, man, for sure. And not to mention Game Pass. Game Pass is, is a major part of Microsoft's um, whole strategy for getting people to stay on Xbox. And it's an amazing value. It's been such a home run for them. Yeah. Such a home run. I mean, having Game Pass now, like my kids play all these, all these titles that I would not like normally just go out and buy them, but they could play them on, on Game Pass, you know? So it's great for me as a parent, because I have access to all these games. If my kids want to play something new, there's always something new to play, which is great. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely played off. We're getting games that are brand new that are coming out to that are uh, Xbox exclusives. But with all these studios pumping out new titles for Xbox only, Game Pass is going to become an extremely good value. Phenomenal value. Absolutely, man. The fact that they that those first party titles go direct to Game Pass is a huge incentive to go out and get that, you know? Yes. So right now, right now, their exclusives aren't, you know, the best. You know, yeah. Sea of Thieves was a bit of a of a letdown. I know it's apparently in a much better place. You know, yeah. Um, everybody's kind of worried People about Crackdown Three. Yeah. Um, so the, those exclusives aren't as enticing uh, as as I think they could be. But with, like mm-hmm. you said, with all those um, acquisitions that they've had, that that should yeah. hopefully probably change. You know. Yeah, and and they all kind of add up. It's all added value. Like, you know, Crackdown, when that comes out, if that's not great, well, maybe it's great for 10 hours, you know? Yeah, there you go, yeah. And it's just a part of Game Pass. And the thing, I think we mentioned it in a previous show, but they also now allow you to pre-download those new titles if you only get them through Game Pass now. So so now you don't feel any difference as the customer now, whether you purchased Mm -hmm. it digitally or you're just getting it on game pass dude i'm gonna be all over the bundle whenever they start bundling live and game pass oh absolutely that'll soften the blow for sure <laughs> yeah and and the last pillar i would say as far as what uh sasha nadal is talking about is um streaming as well mm-hmm. and the streaming is it's pretty interesting because you know they own mixer they bought that a while ago mm-hmm. And I think Mixer, they're going to continue to pour uh, investment into that company, into that that part of their business, because it's doing better now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be uh, just a bigger part of what Microsoft is doing with the Xbox. But, you know, of course, their goal, their end game with that is to to rival Twitch. Twitch, right. And well, Twitch. Then, go ahead. Well, Twitch has such a hold on the whole streaming game right now. You know, mm-hmm. YouTube has a, a streaming portion, but it's not nowhere near as popular as Twitch. Right. So they, they have a long way to go. Twitch is so robust, you know, it's because we think I think of streaming and I think of video games. But yeah, I mean, people stream everything, dude. 
Like, yes. There's a stream for everything on Twitch. Some like, if you're not careful, you could end up in <laughs> some pretty Uh-oh. weird places. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, like some of those IRL streams, man. You're like, who are these people, man? <laughs> what are they even talking? What are about, they man? doing? <laughs> yeah, it's a platform for like just yeah. about anything. There's like knitting streams and like um, crafts streams. There's like a, there's streams for everything, man. Um, so I think that's that's where Twitch, you know, they just have. Uh, such a robust directory you know and mixer yeah. uh feels like it's more geared towards the gamer yeah but there are a lot of people that are switching to mixer man and there's a lot of people that multi-stream right like or they have several different streaming platforms that they use so uh and mixers definitely seems mm-hmm. like is one of those right yeah so so sasha nadella also mentioned xcloud testing this year so this is this is actually really exciting news to me because oh, xCloud yeah. streaming, it's all about streaming games. Mm-hmm. Sachi also said that xCloud is similar to Netflix. He says it's he called it Netflix for games, which is pretty interesting. And it, you know, it gives you an idea of what they would like to do. And I see definitely see this tying into Game Pass as well. You know, mm-hmm. the, you have so many titles here and with Netflix, you have an entire library of video content. Mm-hmm. So Xbox has been building a library of content as well. So, you know, and if with Game Pass, it's not just first party games. It's also third party games as well. So they have right. they have the content that I think people would be interested in. But the problem has always been like bandwidth and latency as far mm-hmm. as streaming games. That's right. always been just this huge obstacle that nobody could overcome because you can't control your customer's bandwidth. Right. There's just too many factors there. But we learned last year from some articles from Therat.com how Microsoft may have solved these major issues and have finally finally uh, figured out a way to make this a viable service. Mm-hmm. So like Microsoft, they have their Azure cloud service. Uh, it's just their... Their, uh, their cloud service, and it's worldwide. It's all over the world. And we learned last year that they're going to have these Xbox server blades that actually run the games that people are, are mm-hmm. requesting to play. Uh, the xClouds, xCloud customers are going to be wanting to play. So it's funny. So what's going to happen is that you're going to be an xCloud customer and you're going to require, you're going to request this this game to be played and there's actually a real Xbox somewhere in the world that's playing the game for you. Yeah. Right. And then just streaming it to your screen. Exactly. Apparently includes mobile devices, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's really, really cool technology. I think it's going to be really successful. Yeah. And I think it's going to be able to um, allow people to kind of tap in to their Xbox game library from, from all over the place and this is also going to be, this kind of fits into the whole distribution that we were talking about, like as far as right. getting games. This is definitely mm-hmm. a big factor. And if they do this right, it's going to be really successful. So we're going to actually be able to find out later this year as far as testing goes. So I think I think that's going to be really great. That's exciting, man. I'm sure it's not going to be perfect at first, right? Because it's new technology and anytime exactly. you know, there's anything new, it's hard to pull off. Yes. You know, perfectly. But still, the fact that they're even putting it out there, right, that it exists is mm-hmm. very exciting. Yes. So let's move on to our last story. 
Metro Exodus has become another title that has been snagged by the Epic Game Store. What a what a what a poop show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely been exciting to sit back and watch. Oh man. So That's... so if you don't know, um Metro Exodus was available on Steam for a long time. You were able to go up there and pre-order it, but all of mm. a sudden uh, with about a day's notice or so, Steam was told that uh, they're no longer going to be able to sell Metro Exodus. So no longer is the game available for pre-order on Steam. Although, if you did pre-order it, those orders will be fulfilled. So that's good news. There's nothing horrible there. Right. You know, that would be really bad if they're like, you can't, uh, you can't have what you pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. But they're going exclusive to Epic for one whole year, which is pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Well, and nice. we just read earlier about Mike Ibarra saying, you know, he doesn't, he thinks this, this situations like this is weird. Like he doesn't like this. And a lot of people don't like it. Right. You know, who wants, who wants, you know, it's, it's right. PC, you know, it's, it shouldn't have these kind of exclusives, but it does. Right. And right. it's all about money. And I what's guess. funny is that. They are offering this game on the Epic Game Store for forty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. and I believe if you did pre order it on Steam, it was fifty nine ninety nine. The fact that Epic, we talked about this, you know, mm-hmm. that Epic is offering what they're offering, the cut that they're offering. I feel like, you know, like for instance here, and I'm not saying that that's why the game is cheaper, but the fact yeah. that you're pocketing as the developer more money, I mean, I feel like it just makes sense. That they might say, well, we can offer it cheaper, right? Yeah. I mean, it does make sense. But, you know, like we mentioned before, you can make more money if you sell it on Epic Game Store. But if there's no customers that are buy it, then you're making way less money. Why wouldn't you want to buy it for $49? I, look, I, this is where my understanding uh-huh. uh, it, it reaches its limits, right? I'm not a PC gamer. You are. So allow me, if you will, Manny, and then you poke holes in, in everything <laughs> okay. that I'm about to say. All right. <laughs> As a consumer, right, who plays video games and admittedly uh, a lot of video games, right? Uh, gaming is, is an expensive hobby. And if I can get a the game for a cheaper price point, then I'm going to go get it on that, you know, in this case, that Epic Store, especially mm-hmm. in this case where it's my same computer. If my computer, if I've got like an awesome rig, right, it's built to uh-huh. run this game the smoothest and all that stuff, who cares what launcher I'm using? I'll just download that. I have uh, like 10 billion apps on my phone that I don't even use. It doesn't, yeah. I don't care, right? Like it doesn't bother <laughs> me. None. And yeah. then I hear, I see people talk about like, oh, well, it doesn't have this support and that support. It's like, you know, in an age where we have Discord, I could care less, you know, I'll just yeah. chat with my friends on Discord sure. and then play the game on my computer and it's going to look awesome. And I paid less money for it. Like, that's a win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I, I totally get what you mean, man. But anyway, here's the thing. Go ahead, Manny. Steam is not just a game store. It's a platform. Steam is the place where millions of people gather for the forums, the game reviews, the communities there. People just like Steam. You know, they don't mm-hmm. want another launcher eating up their PC. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's there was a Reddit thread about this. And I, I found this uh, this quote from uh, 
zero gee 616 reddit user and I, and I thought he made some pretty solid points andy you want to tell us what he said here turns out people are starting to realize that steam taking a 30 percent cut for doing all the server hosting update delivery advertising on storefront sales managing all of the risk with storing player information like credit cards free key distribution of your own use forums mods Central social area achievements and a 130 million strong player base is actually worth it. Just because these people can code a game doesn't mean they know how to cost benefit analysis or realize that if they did all the (laughs) blank themselves, they sure as hell couldn't do it for 30% of their revenue and still can't do it as well as Steam can. Spoiler Spoiler alert. Everyone wants something for nothing. <laughs> Again, like all of that stuff is gibberish to me. You know, <laughs> I save I save money on video games. The rest of it, I could care less about. But that's just me as a, a you know a crusty yeah. old gamer, right? I, yeah, you know, the younger kids. And all of technology. that stuff on your Xbox is built in. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. so so if so if there was this other box that that came up and they're like, Hey Andy, you can spend 10 bucks less on this other box, but you don't have like a friends list. You don't have any achievements. You don't have the a reputation of having this secure stored information of all your personal data and stuff. And I think he does a really good job with illustrating exactly what steam does for that 30%. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of stuff that um, a lot of it, at least is what a good publisher does for, for developers. Mm-hmm. The reason why Bungie went to Activision to begin with was because they needed all of these services done for them because they wouldn't be able to do it. And they definitely would not have been able to do it at the price that Activision was taking, right. especially since Activision, obviously publishers do a lot more like, like the, the millions of dollars in investment to them. Steam's not investing right. in these developers like that. But they're offering a platform that has 130 million players, which is astonishing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- I think I think what Steam offers is definitely uh, obvious. It's very relevant, mm-hmm. and Epic is coming in to 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 kind of take some of that business, offering a better deal, but is not currently offering what Steam can offer, right? Which is pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and I mean, all that stuff, obviously, Steam has been around uh, much longer. And, you know, I don't have uh, a dog in this race. You know what I mean? I'm not a sure. PC gamer. Um, but uh, I think if for no other reason than to reevaluate mm-hmm. how you provide your service, right? So that you're yeah. not just sitting there and say, because look, hey, it's easy for us to, as consumers to sit here and say, hey, man, Steam's this altruistic, you know, company that does all this stuff and they deserve their third. Now, okay, what drives all this stuff is money. They want money in their pockets. That's what drives all of business and that's their focus, Right. Yes, they offer all this stuff, which helps them get more 130 people, 130 million people to sign up for their platform, which brings them more business. Right. That's why they do this. I mean, if you're Um, a restaurant, you're going to give your customer napkins. Right. You have to you know, that's an added cost to you, but that's mm -hmm. something that's important that your customers expect, you know. And Mm -hmm. so like all the they're just like little things, all these little things add up to a good value for your customer. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So I think Steam has built something that is incredibly good and they've had it for a long time. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, even, even the, um, I forgot the guy's name, the guy who's actually in charge of Epic. Um, he's even come out and said that, that the percentage that they're taking in every case is not enough. There's going to be some Mm -hmm. countries that go to Epic game store that want to buy a particular game, you know, that is like, let's say 49.99 or whatever the game is. Mm-hmm. But by the time they get to their credit card payment, it's actually going to be adding a bunch of different fees. Oh yeah. So it's going beyond the, the, the current price to make up for that percentage because it's coming out of our pockets. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. so, so it's, right. you know, there, it isn't as cut and dry as it seems. Yeah. Epic game store has its problems. There was a lot of privacy oh, yeah. concerns. There was a return policy concerns. There's, there's a lot of issues because mm-hmm. it's brand new. They're right. just starting and they decided to start with this, um, you know, some people have said uh, a minimal viable product, you know, instead right. of having all the bells and whistles up front. Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you what, man, Epic, they have two things that are incredibly important to be successful. They have money and they have momentum. Mm-hmm. And those things with that, you can do a lot. So I guarantee yeah. you that the Epic Game Store is going to be a monster and they're going to compete for that 130 million people that are on Steam, and they're going to look to take a big chunk out of there. Well, man, look, like I said, I, I, I am, uh, in, in, in this case especially, I have uh, no working knowledge, right? So I'm just the guy. I, I'm just the uh, <laughs> the guy who's trying to, you know, rattling the cage, and then, you know, hopefully, you know, you've done a great job of, of rebutting all that stuff and, and presenting the case for both of these stores. Um Nonetheless, I I think that competition mm -hmm. is good and uh, for both of them, right? It brings them both up. I think so. So. Yeah, I I think overall there's there's some cool stuff happening here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, things need to be shaken up. Oh, yeah. For sure, because Steam has been sitting on top for a long time. But, yeah, I mean, I anymore I play just on console for the most part. So, so, you know, it's trying to paint a picture from both sides. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe maybe a year from now or so, we'll be having this conversation. But instead of Epic Game Store, we'll be talking about Microsoft. Microsoft, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who I think won't have any of those issues, you know. Yeah. Well, Andy, cool, that's man. a show, buddy. Not 30 minutes. No, no. <laughs> we, <laughs> we keep talking to each other like every week. Yeah, and we're like, well, hey, let's try and do, let's try and make a quick show to kind of. It's a, impossible. It's you impossible know, with the Something that people can can quick quickly digest and make room for but we always go over you'll get it down to 40 minutes when you're done manny (laughs) (laughs) so thanks everybody for hanging out with us and we want to say a special thank you to everyone who has decided to support us on patreon thank you so much if you like what we are doing here you can go to gamingadventureclub.com and hit the support tab and help us out or you could also go to itunes and hook us up with a review. That's a great way for us to get exposure on iTunes. Those reviews are super important, but thank you to everyone who has hung out with us. And if you would like to become a part of our club, just go to gamingadventureclub.com slash discord and jump on in. Come hang out with us. Oh yeah, for sure. That's where all the, the magic happens. That's right. 
<laughs> so if you have any feedback to share with us, you could uh, go to gamingadventureclub.com. There's our SpeakPipe link there. You could also send us an email or reach out to us on Twitter. All the links are there on the website, and we would love to hear from you guys. Definitely. So until next time, have an adventurous week, and take care of each other. Bye.